Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It's my pleasure to welcome you here to the Clark Howard Show, where it's all about you being empowered with knowledge so you can keep more of what you have. Our websites, Clark.com and ClarkDeals.com. So I want to talk to you about something that is an unfortunate side effect of the disruption of the last six months, and that is a lot of people have been packing on the pounds. And that's not great for your health, obviously. And we've been eating a lot of comfort foods to deal with the additional stress and anxiety that people have been feeling. And so I want to talk to you about something that could be a twofer, something that could help you improve your general health and also maybe help you get rid of some of those extra pounds that you're carrying around now. If you're not aware I was diagnosed with prostate cancer 12 years ago and have been for 12 years in a program called Active Surveillance, where my cancer has not, thank goodness, grown at all. I've never had to have any treatment. I just am monitored on a regular set schedule. So there's plenty of time if my cancer suddenly decided to get mean to deal with it. But as part of the whole process, my doctor told me that I needed to improve my eating habits and lose weight. So since 12 years ago, I've lost 50 pounds, five zero pounds. And I never perceived myself as being uh, fat. And I don't think anybody who knew me would consider that, but they could see I was carrying extra weight. And I did it gradually over time with controlling how many calories I consume per day and taking the world's worst diet and gradually, steadily improving it. Because one of the factors with not just prostate cancer, but other illnesses is carrying too much weight and also eating nothing but the wrong things. Now, I still eat a lot of the wrong things, but I eat a lot of the right things, too. And I used to be allergic to any kind of green except money. So any vegetables that were green, they just weren't part of my life, Uh, really any vegetables at all. But I've made that change over time, and it's probably part of why I've been able to manage disease instead of having to have an operation, you know, surgery or having radiation or different kinds of cancer treatments that may be required someday, but I've been able to make a difference almost certainly with the behavioral things. I've always been an exercise maniac, but adding into it the loss of weight and improving what I eat is considered to be very important. Well, each year in September, The Prostate Cancer Foundation 
has a campaign to try to get guys to improve how they eat. But my thing is that there's no reason you couldn't improve how you eat, even if you're not a guy. I mean, all of us are in a position where we can probably eat a little better, unless we're one of those vegans. And the campaign's called Eat It to Beat It. We have all the information for you at Clark.com. And what comes with it is a list of 30 healthy items that they'd like you to introduce into your diet. I'll give you some examples. Pickles. Who knew that pickles were good for your health with all the sodium they have? Blueberries, green peas. Everybody knows broccoli is supposed to be a superfood. Something I know nothing about, flax seeds, bananas, popcorn, yeah, sweet potatoes, apples, almonds, okra, just some examples of the kind of things that are on the list. Of course, kale and quinoa are two of the 30 because, you know, you can't be modern without those two things. Oats, which are really in right now, but you can see the full list and what they try to get you to do is introduce a certain number of them into your diet each week. And each week they send you an update about what additional items they'd like you to try. So the idea of how you improve your health is a gradual change. Anybody who tries a fad diet or, you know, we can lose 30 pounds in 30 days, all that kind of stuff. That stuff doesn't stick. It doesn't pass the test of time i'm such an incremental kind of guy the way i think the way i act and that's why the process of improving your health is not a a crash diet or a crash program it is changing your habits one piece at a time and are you going to eat all 30 of the recommended fruits and vegetables and items on this list well maybe Uh, It'd be very unusual that you would go 30 for 30, but maybe you just make some changes and you can check this out uh, either at the website I have on the Prostate Cancer Foundation website, which is pcf.org slash Clark, or at Clark.com where we have a briefing for you on this September challenge. So you sign up, it's real easy, sign up and I wish you better health. It's time for your questions that you have posed to me at Clark.com slash ask. Producers Kim and Joel alternate asking the questions you posted. And Kim, who are we starting with right now? Starting with a gentleman named Yash. Yash is from Connecticut and he says, recently, I believe you said that you didn't have to have a Schwab account to use the new plan tool. I tried using it without having an account, but couldn't. When I called their customer service, they said that I had to have it. How were you able to do this? So I I failed to say when I talked about it that you have to open an account, which depending on your status is a dollar or a hundred dollars, but you don't lose that money. It just gives you an account of record with Schwab. And then you have access to this awesome financial planning tool. And that was my fail. I was so enthusiastic about it and so busy talking about 
how great the tool is to see if you're on track, what you need to be doing and all that, that it was my fail to mention that you have to open at least a token account with Charles Schwab in order to be able to run the free scenarios that are very sophisticated, use a a thousand different calculations to come up with the likelihood that you're on track or not on track. And then it gives you a number, you know, what percent you are on track or not. A very, very effective tool because, you know, to be told you should do this, that, or the other without a roadmap doesn't work. This is a roadmap that says, hey, you know, if you want to achieve these goals, you need to put this much more money aside a month or per pay period or whatever. It gives you the ability to do that. It also allows people later in life to see if you're going to be able to retire at a certain point and live with comfort or live with insecurity. And so I think it's a really, really excellent, well-thought-out tool that Charles Schwab's made available for free. Joel? Clark Travis in Alabama says, what's the safest way to transfer money between you and someone who you don't know very well? For example, if you're selling something to someone uh, who's not uh, uh, like local, how would you transfer money in a way where you're not going to get ripped off? So you're the seller and you want to make sure that the the buyer gives you real funds. Is that? That's what it sounds like. Okay. So this has been an area that's led to a lot of problems for people at both ends of this transaction as a buyer or seller. So let me deal first the reverse situation as a buyer. If somebody's telling you, let's say you see something posted on eBay or Craigslist or on Facebook or whatever, and somebody wants you to pay them with the Cash App or Venmo, something like that, you don't want to do that with someone you don't know because there's no way for you to reclaim that money if they turn out to be a con artist on the other hand as a seller you don't want to accept anything like a cashier's check or anything like that if you're selling a very expensive item a wire transfer could be an effective way of getting money or again using one of the payment apps protects you does not protect the buyer so As a general rule, one of the safest ways to do so, if it's a smaller transaction, is PayPal. PayPal is not going to be fail-safe, but it does provide some levels of protection, especially for people buying things on eBay. But if you, as a seller, are worried you're going to get phony baloney money, I really like wire transfers as a way for you to get paid. Kim? Ari in Maryland says, I know you like target date retirement funds for investing for 10 years or more, but what do you think about keeping short-term money in a target date fund, but a target date fund that's dated for this year, for 2020? This would be instead of putting it in one of those 1% or less online savings accounts. That's a very interesting possibility. And there are people who've used past date target retirement funds for this purpose so they'll go into like a 2015 target retirement fund that would be uh, significantly conservative but would still have meaningful exposure to stocks and the risk though is that 
even in the shorter term, there could be, if you're use, planning to use that money within, let's say, a five-year window, there's still going to be some downside risk in a five-year window, even with uh, a re- target retirement fund for somebody who technically would already be in retirement. It is an alternative that people are using. You just have to know that there is not a zero risk from it. There is some level of risk that in a five-year window, you could see some losses. Joel? Clark Andrew in Georgia says, I have about $250,000 in home equity, and I have a $75,000 HELOC that I haven't touched. Our family is ready to move to a larger home. Could I use the HELOC for the down payment on the new home, move, and then sell our current home? Yes. Yeah? All right. Yeah, that's a... I'm like, yes, yes, that's a really brilliant strategy because you're able till your existing home has sold with the massive amount of equity you have you're able to come up with 20 percent down payment for the new home so you avoid private mortgage insurance it gives you a lower balance on the new mortgage and you haven't effectively increased your net debt level by doing it and when the old home sells then obviously you're paying off both that $75,000 in home equity, and you're paying off the remaining first mortgage if there is one on the property, and you walk away with the net money. I like that strategy. So, Joel, you laughed. You were surprised. I was like, bam! You were quick on it, man. You were were all about it very quickly. Well, this is a, a common strategy that a lot of real estate investors use as well, and it is a smart, safe way for you to generate that down payment. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Sean's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Sean, I gather uh, you've got exciting stuff coming in a couple of months. I sure do. That's right. We have, What's uh, going on, Sean? We have our first kid being born in about six weeks. Wow. Well, how can I be of service? And I'm not taking night duty. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'd appreciate it. Uh, not um, happening. <laughs> so I bought. I'm, I moved to Atlanta about a year ago, and I bought a car uh, pretty much as soon as I got here. And now it's uh, you know a very different situation for me. I'm engaged. We have a baby coming. Um, we have two cars, and because of the coronavirus, we don't really we're not really traveling much, um, especially with my fiance being pregnant. So I would like to lose my car payment. It's pretty high, um, especially with insurance when I'm not really driving too much. Um, and I'm just kind of wondering what the best way to do that is considering how much I still owe uh, on my car loan. Have you checked to see what your vehicle's worth versus what you still owe? Yes. And I've gone to a couple of dealers. I looked it up on, you know, Kelly Blue Book. Um, it's worth about 17500 I still owe about 18500 
Okay, um, that's not that's not a disaster at all. Right. If you can I, I get out Carvana, from under, if you can get out from under a payment you don't like, and right. have to leave a thousand dollars behind, that's worth it to be rid of the payment for a vehicle you don't need. Did you start? To, I talked over. Did you? Did you start to say you got a quote from Carvana? I did. Yes. Um, which is it was about three thousand dollars higher than the Kelly Blue Book value of my car. Which seems like a good deal. Well, yeah. Let me tell you why, and you have a short window to accept that offer. Um, Carvana is extremely short of inventory right now of used mm. vehicles. I saw a chart just in the last week how short they are of inventory, and so they are willing to pay more right now to get vehicles into their supply chain than most other people. Have you also tried CarMax? I have not yet. Try CarMax as well, but uh, do this stuff quickly because if you've got an opportunity with a vehicle you've owned for only a year's time to get out with almost no financial hit, I mean, $1,000 getting rid of a vehicle you've had for a year, that's like it's zero pennies. It may not feel like it losing the 1000 but I'm telling you, that's really great. And I would just uh, take that best offer you can get and be rid of a payment that you don't need right now in your life. And again, congratulations on the upcoming birth of your child. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Great to have you here on the Clark Howard Show, where it's about you learning ways to save more and spend less. And don't let anyone ever rip you off. The most hated of all airline fees is the fee you're charged to change your ticket. And never more than right now during coronavirus, where if somebody books a ticket to travel somewhere, they may later say, ooh, I really don't feel comfortable going. And that's why the nation's airlines have followed the longstanding policy of Southwest with asterisk, where you can buy a ticket now on any U.S. airline and under their straitjacket conditions, you don't lose the money if you later choose not to take the flight. You just got to meet all the rules, jump through the right hoops and all that. But the reality is that airlines have only looked at what they make from change fees rather than how much business they ultimately don't get because they have change fees in the first place. Let me explain. So I fly a lot on Southwest Airlines till this year when I'm not flying anywhere because I'm in quarantine because of pre-existings. Anyway, so I would fly, typically in a year, I would take somewhere 25 to 30 trips a year. Right now I'm taking zero. So I had a, a trip that I talked about 
on the show last fall that changed five times before I took it. And I talked about how on the big three full fare airlines, American United and Delta, I would have paid $1,000 in change fees before I ever left the ground. But because that was a ticket on Southwest, I paid zero in change fees. And so it's always been a competitive market advantage for Southwest that they don't charge the change fees that other airlines do. Well, now United Airlines has announced that they are eliminating change fees not related to coronavirus, just eliminating change fees on all their airfares for domestic travel except basic economy. Basic economy is the one where we hate you, but we'll take your money and let you fly that has a long list of don'ts and you can'ts and all that with basic economy. They have basic economy at the airlines so that their fares will look lower than they really are. But anyway, other fares on United are going to have no change fees. Now, this is something that up front looks gutsy on United's part because according to the feds, United collects over $600 million a year that goes straight to profit from the change fee junk fee because the reality is the cost for an airline is somebody changing a flight if any, is just a couple of pennies. There's really no cost to the airline. It's just a junk fee. And so United's walking away from $50 million a month and what they're not going to get in change fees. But what they may well find is that people are more likely to book a ticket knowing that they can change it later without having to pay, pay a change fee. Now, we'll see over the course of this week if the other two full fare airlines, American and Delta, follow United. Because often the three full fare airlines pretty much act like Tweedledee and Tweedledum on what they do in terms of junk fees and nuisance fees and all that. And so we'll see. And this will uh, potentially erode a huge market advantage for Southwest Airlines if airlines just blanket eliminate pretty much all the fares that are subject to junk fees. United did not do so for international flights, but most people fly only domestic, so it's not as much an issue for most people. But this is a very positive change, and I think back that the junk fee for changing a flight for a long time was $25. And then over the years, the full fare lines got more and more greedy and kept raising it to the ridiculous $200 point. And as travel writers have pointed out repeatedly, $200 change fee in most cases is higher than the fare that a leisure traveler paid for their ticket in the first place. It's time for your questions that you posted for me at clark.com slash ask. Producer Kim, who do you have a question from? This is from Mike in Ohio, and Mike says, is Mass Mutual free COVID life insurance for frontline workers legit, or is it a scam to gain your personal ID? Please share your thoughts with me. It's not a scam. Uh, they, Mass Mutual 
has been doing this for months. Uh, we talked about it months ago, as I recall, that they were doing so. And it is a way of introducing them as a company to you, them expressing their appreciation for your job as a frontline worker, putting yourself, your life on the line for the rest of us. And the amounts that you get vary, but typically it's ten to 20000 as I recall, of free life insurance. And think about the advantage from a marketing standpoint introducing Mass Mutual to you, and maybe you'll think, you know, I really could use more life insurance. And then you turn around and buy more coverage, but it is on the base and on the surface a very altruistic thing that Mass Mutual has done to express gratitude to people who are doing their part to keep us safe and healthy. Joel? Clark David in Washington says, I recently visited the Gas Buddy website. They have an offer to save up to 25 cents a gallon if you sign up for a free account. Clark, alarms went off when I saw this because they want your address, your driver's license, and your checking account number. Do you know anything about what they're offering? Yeah, so here's the deal. One of the largest expenses that any gas station has is credit card processing charges. It just eats into the profitability of any gas station the massive amount of fees they have to pay to Visa and MasterCard. So there are a number of programs available, and GasBuddy is just one of them, where your account is debited, which is an extremely low-cost transaction for a gas station, instead of a credit card being charged. So the Gas Buddy program, like several of the others, is one that gives you a share of what the gas station is saving. Now that's why, and it's no accident, that a lot of credit cards now offer their largest rewards for use at gas stations to fight back against these discount programs. The information you're required to give up is sensitive information, and you'll have to decide if that's worth it to you. But in terms of cards giving cash back, looking at it from your standpoint as a consumer, uh, there are now gas cards that give you 5% cash back on every purchase you make. Sam's Club's card is 5%, Costco is 4%, and there are several other offers like that in the marketplace. Some of the big independent gasoline sellers also offer their own program direct to you People like the regional chains, Quick Trip, Wawa, people like that offer programs where you get a discount paying through their alternative methods similar to what Gas Buddy's offering. Kim? Elizabeth in Pennsylvania says, if your financial advisor says that they are a fiduciary, is that enough or do you need to get it in writing? Do they customarily supply you with that info? Yeah, if, a, if someone claims to be a fiduciary... They need to put in writing that they are a fiduciary. Them saying it is worthless. They need to write it down and say it to you. They need also to say that they receive no incentive money of any kind. That is important and no commissions of any kind. So the statement needs to say 
three things, that they are fiduciary, that they receive no incentive money, and they receive no commissions of any kind. And if they are not willing to issue a letter to you like that, then their words that they say they're a fiduciary are worthless. For those of you who are not aware what fiduciary means, it means that when you go to somebody for financial advice, that they legally are bound to do only what is best for you, not what may give them extra money. Unfortunately, most people in financial services are putting you second, not first. Joel? Clark William in Georgia says, can you recommend another use for accumulated miles from a major airline? I have over 550,000 miles on a specific airline, and I don't foresee needing them anytime soon, if at all. Well, first of all, don't despair. I'm sitting with huge piles of miles, too, and I'm so wistful that I'm not booking to anywhere, and I'm holding them knowing that coronavirus is a temporary thing and don't know if temporary is six months from now, a year from now, 18 months from now, but really you can measure it. I mean, 18 months, it's not like it's the whole rest of our lives, let's say, but I think it'll be shorter than that. And we'll be back in the air if we want to be, because the alternatives really are mediocre. You can turn miles into other uses, but the effective payback in most mileage programs of converting from using them for travel to other things, not very good. The other thing you could do is donate miles to charities that need to move cancer patients around and things like that. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Leslie's with us on the Clark Howard Show. And Leslie, you have one of the most unusual situations of somebody who sees a career slipping away of anybody I think I'll ever talk to. How are you today? I'm doing great, Clark. Great to talk to you. I'm a huge fan. Thank you. So you uh, share with your fellow listener what you have done for a career for like forever? Yeah, just about forever on my entire adult life. So I own a small test prep company, which specializes in SAT and ACT. But due to changing policies and COVID-19, many colleges and universities have begun to phase out the tests. And even if the tests aren't phased out completely, I predict that within the next few years, the demand for test prep will eventually decrease to an extent that I wouldn't be able to maintain my standard of living. So my question for you is, how would you suggest I start preparing financially for the eventually obsolescence of my industry? Well, I congratulate you for seeing potential tea leaves and being prepared. I don't know it's going to be as dramatic as it appears to be right now on the elimination of standardized testing for college admissions. And uh, there are going to be colleges that decide forever 
to do away with ACT or SAT, but I don't think that that it's over. And particularly, you're dealing with a more affluent client base that can afford to have the expertise you have, I would assume. Mm-hmm. And those those kids are going to continue to need the prep that you offer for ACT and SAT. And so I could see that you're looking at the decline of the Roman Empire. You know what I mean? It's a gradual decline in your industry, but not one that is like a light switch that's going to go away. So I think you've got more runway in front of you than it may feel like today because of coronavirus. Mm-hmm. But, but what have you loved over the years? Is there anything you've loved doing as a hobby or avocation that may be the next turn in your life? Oh, boy. I've been doing this my entire life, so teaching is my biggest passion. But if I had any other passion, it'd be fishing. But I don't know if I could make a career out of that. It depends on the overhead that exists in your life. I mean, there's this could be, if you've been doing this 25 years, I'm guessing your late 40s. Mm-hmm. And so this is a time in your life, if you could afford it, if what you love is fishing, I mean, maybe you test the waters, that was a bad unintended pun, of of being a guide in, uh, you know, in an area in the mountain states where people do the fishing trips in the summers. I mean, you know, if, it, if it's what you love and you don't have a big monthly overhead and family commitments you have to meet, why don't you look at pursuing what you love? And this is, this is a circumstance that may offer you a path into what you'd really want to do with the rest of your work days. Yeah, um, I have three kids, so there's uh, family responsibilities there. How old are your kids? So, uh, they're four, eight, and ten. Four, eight, and ten. So scratch all the things I said about just going <laughs> to do what you love in Montana. Um, yep. So you don't have a teaching certificate, I'm gathering. I don't know. What about using the glide path time that you have? You already have a bachelor's. Why don't you pick up mm-hmm. the, the teaching certification? You know, we have an yeah, aging population. That. We have an aging population of teachers in many of the states that are going to need to be replaced as they age out of the system and retire. Since you said you love to teach, why not that? Yeah, I thought I thought about that. Um, I'm just concerned about the uh, level of pay here in California for teachers, um, and to maintain my uh, kind of lifestyle right now, it'd, it'd be a rather drastic change. I was considering moving maybe to another state with a lower cost of living. Well, which a lot of people have done. You know, they have left California because the cost of living has become unmanageable. But I'd say one step at a time. What Again, I don't think you're done doing what you've been doing. I think you still have some time left 
even as the trend may be downward on how you've earned your living with the test prep. But I think use that time to become certified as a teacher because you spoke immediately with passion about doing that. Get the certification, then that opens up new possibilities for you. And maybe someday you'll get to pursue the fishing. You're listening to The Clark Howard Show. Thanks for joining us today. The Clark Howard Show is produced by Kim Drobes, Joel Larsgaard, Deborah Reese, and Jim Ayers. And remember, 24 hours a day, we're there to serve you at Clark.com and ClarkDeals.com.